This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. David Housel described it best. We are living the whole Auburn experience. Whether we are talking about the final days in a march to game day, whether we're talking about school that has been in session for a few weeks now, whether we're talking about something related to the orange and blue out there, anything and everything at its core, at its heart. And it's all about its sports, its culture, and of course, the Auburn family. Because this show is all about the Auburn family, you got to have a family member here with us to discuss this type of stuff. So alongside myself, your host, Kyle Loomis, back in chair number two, Austin Scott. Welcome, sir. Thank you, War Eagle Kyle. Kyle, episode 49. We are almost to game day, my friend. The dog days of summer where we thought we wouldn't have a lot to talk about, we managed through, and we are almost back in Jordan-Hare Stadium for 2023. I can hardly believe it. I, I am absolutely pumped that we are in the prep week as you said yes prep week has arrived or as most people would say hate week now yeah there you go i don't have a lot of reason to hate umass but i'll find some reasons because it's hate week or prep week however you want to scratch it out i think there's not so much hate that's built right now it is just we are happy to be talking about a game day that is getting so so close so if you haven't been able to tell the first show, this show, the first one effectively of the season, we're going to be talking a lot of football tonight. We do our best to give you as much of a well-rounded experience as we can. But my gosh, there's so much to talk about with football. But I got to ask you, 49, do you have a dedication for this show? 40, as you said, Kyle, we try and cover everything. And so there is Cole Lipscomb, the former Auburn baseball pitcher who wore very number nice. 49, did very well for the Tigers. But it's game, it's football game week. And so how can you not think about hard-hitting linebacker Darrell Williams of a, just a few short years yes. ago from Hoover, Alabama, an absolute unit that would line up in the backfield back there uh, and just come up and, and smack you right in the mouth. So Darrell Williams, that's how I feel. I'm that pumped up for game day. I feel like I could be an inside linebacker and go hit someone right now. We're not going to test that theory because you wouldn't have a co-host next week. <laughs> but I feel like <laughs> energy to believe that I could go hit somebody right now. I, I feel you on that one. The The energy has been building up all summer and I, we got to do something. Give me a wall to run through. You know, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. He would definitely do that. If I'm not mistaken, if I can really reach back into my memory, you may not remember this. I don't know, but Michael Goggins, I think was number 49 too. I'm probably that wrong. sounds, that sounds right. Is it not? I mean, that's, to me, that's somewhere in the well of useless Auburn information that I have, you know, smashed inside this very receding hairline of a noggin uh, that's going to get even more. So <laughs> your quick research says you're correct. So I'm very impressed by you. Look at this. Look at this. It's almost like I've been doing a podcast for nine <laughs> years that I've requ required me to, you know, get all this useless information. Anyway, so, all right, some good representatives for this show. Let's talk about Auburn Potpourri. We're going to try to hit a bunch of small topics before we get to the big ones this evening. So what I have on the list for you, Austin, since we're going to be talking a lot about football, let's cover some of the other sports real quick. Volleyball, hot start, 3-0 mm. with a weekend tourney in town. So good to have them back. 
getting off to a great start. And, you know, there's much more of this to come this season, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. Way to go, Coach Crouch. We uh, are definitely thrilled. You, I, I could see the momentum from last year within the fan base excited about volleyball. We talked about getting on this team and getting behind this young team. Over the course of the weekend, you could see people excited to see that this team's come back out. A new floor that our buddy Clint Richardson covered yep. but funny well. Looks really good. Um, so you can see different excitement, different aspects of excitement for this volleyball program. And uh, they started off the year very hot, like you said. Yep. And obviously, you know, we're not playing the stiffest competition right now. That's sure. coming. The same thing in all sports. You, you tend to play maybe a mixture of maybe teams you should beat and maybe a few challenging non-conference opponents. But still getting off on a, the right foot at home is the way that you want to start it off. Also for soccer as well, they had a great week. They do already have a tie. That was last week. We, you know, I think we already mentioned that previously. But two wins over decent opponents. In fact, today was one that they had to come back from and win. Both of right. those are on the road. Uh, first one, ACC opponent Syracuse did a good job getting the win up there and just finished off another team in New York. Army today got down yes. you know, by a score and then eventually won it 3-2. to two. Coach Karen Hoppe in her 25th year. Great start in non-conference thus far. No, absolutely. And, you know, not expecting anything less from a team led by her. And, and it looks like it's going to be a good start to the year for them. So exciting start for both programs. Uh, and I think there's a lot to be excited about that will carry on the, the momentum for both of them. Of course, and we're not done talking about either of those programs. Absolutely. We'll be mentioning them throughout uh, the season as our episodes come along. So if you are a soccer fan, if you are a volleyball fan, if you're not, this is the Auburn Experience Show, and we're going to be talking a lot about all those different things. Since we're all about a full experience here, let's take it to some of the pros right now, because if you are a football fan, you know that the NFL has been in its preseason that um, a lot of that's been going on and it's starting to wind down here and kind of in the final weeks, you start to see a lot of the players that, you know, let me just be frank, probably won't play a lot or trying to earn spots on teams. And uh, they're getting some opportunities uh, to showcase a lot of things. Some of those are Auburn players, uh, Seth Williams, Chad Jackson have had some pretty big catches so far. And there's a few others that we might want to mention here, but I mean, it's great, isn't it, Austin, to see these guys that we have most recently you know, seen out there in the orange and blue getting some opportunities, and maybe we'll see them on some NFL rosters this season. No, absolutely. And, and I think with a big week of um, cuts coming up for a lot of teams before the, you know, their own prep weeks start for the season in a couple of weeks, um, these, like you said, these last few snaps and games of the preseason might not matter as – you might get a lot of playing time, but you might have a chance to showcase yourself and, and get on another team should you be cut. So really good outings, as you mentioned, by Seth Williams and Shed Jackson. Um, we've, we cannot be dismayed in not mentioning the Carlson brothers who are taking the NFL kicking world by storm. Anders Carlson living up to the family name by having a couple big boots up in Green Bay. And then Daniel Carlson with a 62-yard field goal in preseason. That probably was good from 70, Kyle. Um, I think the Carlson brothers are going to be, you know, I, I think you can put them in the Manning the Manning name of kickers for the NFL at this point. Hey, listen, I'm not going to argue it at this point because it seems to be heading that direction. You know, Anders seems to be the heir apparent to Mason Crosby up there yeah. in Green Bay. And, you know, listen, 
we all know that Anders, when you compare his time versus Daniels here at Auburn, it was a little bit, you know, maybe less successful. Some of that's not even under his control and some injuries things too. But how nice is it to see this guy go on the big stage, the big dance in a way, and show out like this? Yeah, it's preseason, but these are not e easy kicks to make. Trust me, I can tell you, I was a kicker. And to see him do that, to see his brother Daniel continue to be just so dominant and continue to show the Minnesota Vikings people how much. <laughs> and granted, I think a lot of the Minnesota Vikings people have like atoned oh, yeah. for that and admitted that was such a stupid decision to let go <laughs> <laughs> Daniel Carlson. But uh, either way, it's working out. And there's several other big names out there. Tank's having a pretty good time to start off with. I think it's a matter of time before he plays. Anthony Schwartz, though, in a kind of a sad note, got released today. And I know. Yeah. What, I mean, how do you feel about it? I was surprised. Uh, you know, he's been not, you know, a key player for the Browns over the last his time in the NFL last couple of years, but has been in the rotation, has scored, has made some plays. Uh, I don't think it'll be I don't think he'll stay, you know, unemployed for long. I think he, yeah. he'll get a shot somewhere and and be able to make a make a contribution to a team. But I was really surprised by that. You know, it's kind of felt like this was the time they were going to make a decision like that if he hadn't become more prominent on that roster. And doesn't mean I think he should have been cut. But here's what I'd love Anthony to do is go to one of these. If he doesn't find a place on an NFL roster, go to one of these spring leagues and just show out with that speed yeah. he has. And then finally, there's some proof of concept at the at least semi-pro level in those ways, in, in those spring league games, for someone to say, okay, he's been on an NFL roster he's doing this at the basically pro level. Let's put him back on this roster and see what happens. So I, we're rooting for Anthony. He's definitely a special wide receiver that came out of Auburn. We're really excited for him and what he's done so far and what he may continue to do at the pro level. Final notes. Got a, I told you we had a lot to throw in here. Lots. Recruiting. It's not over folks. As, as our good friend Trevon Reed would say, we ain't done yet. <laughs> we, we still are, you know, just even getting started with 2025 recruiting uh, your second commit, a brother of current Auburn football tiger. Uh, the Falk brothers are here. Ja'Caleb Falk, a 2025 defensive lineman commit or edge. However you would like to lay that out there. Um, he has committed to the Auburn Tigers big week for Auburn. No, big week, absolutely, and really cool to see Keldrick Falk be able to come for his brother brother's announcement, uh, and turns out that they're going to be suiting up together here in a couple of years, so really exciting, Like, love to see it, it was a sweet moment, love to see that family yeah. connection now becoming a big part of the Auburn family, and then uh, another another 2024, one coming sooner or later, uh, yep. Dimitri Nicholas, right? Yep, Dimitri Nicholas, so two defensive linemen, two different classes, though, uh, somebody that I think a lot of Auburn fans were waiting for to commit. And, you know, a lot of these guys like to make their decisions with their teams during their season. So that's why you're seeing a lot of those kind of come now. And this was one of those dividends of Big Cat Weekend that I continue to tell people if you're yeah. upset that your player didn't commit at Big Cat Weekend, don't worry because it's all about laying that foundation, planting that seed, watching it grow. And then before you know it, You've got commitments to the Auburn Tigers. So big week for 2025, the 2024 class. And I don't think we're slowing down anytime soon in the recruiting cycle for, for at least when Hugh Freeze is there. Absolutely. It slowed down with a uh, old boy was here from <laughs> Boise State, but uh, we've uh, definitely returned to form there. 
A lot of topics that we just covered there in potpourri. It's time to get into the big topics tonight. We're going to discuss, obviously, a little bit of preview and predictions of the season and then get into all the new enhancements coming to Jordan-Hare Stadium and game day for Auburn fans. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It is finally arrived, Mr. Mm. Austin Scott. We can officially talk about game week. Now, it's a Sunday evening. We're recording this. Technically, I think most people would say Monday is when it officially, officially starts. I'm sure there's a debate about that. And who cares? It's, it's here. We've waited long enough. We are talking about the season. The struggle for you and me in this segment, though, is going to be combining all that probably could take about an hour to discuss in a, oh, yeah. a somewhere in a 10 to 15 minute segment. Cause let's be honest, we're not going to be done in 10 minutes here. And I've already wasted about one minute of your time. Austin, <laughs> Austin's going to give uh, mostly his thoughts here. I will be sharing mine on some other venues at E2C network and, and I'll be chiming in as I can here, but I want to give Austin the stage here. So we're going to walk through the season as quickly as we can here. Let's start here with week one, Austin. Talk to me about UMass and how you're feeling about it. Yeah, so just before we get into the whole schedule, I have set up these games into ones I think are locks. Nice. Bad, good or bad. Some I think are toss-up, but how my gut feels. So, okay. UMass, I feel pretty good, Kyle. I feel pretty good about I think you, the I opener. think you're safe. <laughs> I'm, I'm safe with UMass. They had our game already. They looked pretty good. But they're coming in Jordan Air Stadium for the first game of the Hugh Freeze era. I feel good about a win against UMass. Starting one and zero. There you go. I love it. I'm not going to argue too much there. Too much. I might. Hey, I might argue for a minute. You see what I did there? Uh, ah, it went right over his head for a second. There, it came right. It back. did. It did. All right. Game number two. Let's not spend any time on that. We go out to Cal. Lots of you know uh, dynamics there. First time out there. First time playing yes. Cal. Checking that off the list. How are you feeling about the first away game? If you're a college football fan, you love Pac-12 after dark. You just It doesn't matter if this is the last year of the Pac-12 or what. You love Pac-12 after dark. Auburn is in Pac-12 after dark. Things are going to get crazy. I'm not expecting it to be a super clean game, but I do really feel good about Auburn going out there and winning. Cal's been struggling over the last few years. I think Auburn will be ready. I feel good and feel pretty confident about 2-0. Can I just say to the Auburn fans out there, get some sleep the day before. Please. Like, I mean, you're going to need it because if, especially if you're in the Eastern time zone, uh, I likely will be in the central time zone for this, I believe. But still, that's just one less hour. You know, it's, mm. we're going to be up late. Be ready for it. I also feel fairly confident about that one. Although I do think it will be a lot tougher than most fans are anticipating. The next one, you have a lot of ties to this school, Sanford. I know this is going to hurt you a little bit, Austin, to talk about this. You are an Auburn person at your core, but tell me about the Sanford game. The Sanford game, I feel good about Sanford. It is homecoming, Kyle. You're going to cry about a video. Auburn's going to play well. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't even get, listen, you know enough about my personal life right now, too, that I'm sitting on the edge of emotions right now in good ways. And don't you even start bringing up a homecoming video right now. That is not fair. 
be water works for Kyle, but it's going to be touchdowns on the field. Auburn's going to go 3 0, uh, and then SEC play hits. But I feel good. The first three games, I feel good about Auburn starting 3 0. I hate you so much right now for bringing it up. I, I may or may not have downloaded the homecoming video last year and have it on my desktop and watch it constantly. <laughs> may not. I may have I may have asked Jessica to come up into the office and watch it with me one time to see if I could get her to cry. <laughs> I may have been the only one that cried. Anyway, um, we have gotten through the first three games. This is really where Auburn's season kind of is defined. This stretch of four games that we're going into beginning conference play is absolutely a gauntlet. And you can make the case for the whole SEC, but we're starting off on the road at Texas A&M. They're currently the rate 23. Don't know what to expect with Jimbo, with Petrino over there. I mean, you thought they could get it together last year. They didn't. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is the first one I truly have as a toss-up. But my gut feeling says I'm not sure Auburn's going to pull this one out. I, there was a time in which I, you know, Auburn could not lose at Kyle Field, right? It was right. Durden Hare West. Uh, they had it locked down. I'm I don't believe a And is going to be that good of a team this year. But I think that first true road game in the SEC might cause some trouble. It's a toss up. I feel really good about it being evenly matched. Uh, but in the evenly matched games. I tend to pick home field. And so I think a and is going to get the best of us. That might be the first loss of the 2023 season. Hope not, but I think I'm going to pick us as an L right there. I think this game has more to do with Texas A&M than it does Auburn because Auburn's Definitely. going to be building momentum up to this game, hopefully, if they take care of business. And then Texas A&M is going to be determined, did they pull it together? Did they finally get it figured out? If they did at Kyle Field, that's going to be tough. If they didn't, Auburn could sneak in there and get out, get out with a win. It could go either way. Yep. The big one, the, well, not the the big one, but the second biggest one, back at home, number one Georgia, currently ranked number one Georgia. Any hope to unseat the national cha- champions this season? I I really wish that I could say I feel good about it being toss-up or a win, but I just don't think this roster is quite there yet. I think it's going to be – I think the Jordan Hare magic will be there. People will be rocking. It will not be like the past couple Georgia games where where it's been a little flat. Uh, I think Auburn will be ready. It'll be Carson Beck, the new Georgia quarterback's first game, first true road game in the SEC. Fingers crossed for a night game. Uh, but I, I think that Auburn's probably going to struggle and lose to Georgia, uh, who is an incredibly talented roster. But, hey, as we already talked about recruiting, if Auburn keeps recruiting, they can be on the level of Georgia and compete with Georgia on a consistent basis. So uh, but this year I think Georgia's going to get them and Auburn falls at 3-2. and two. I like that you pointed out that you hope it's a night game. I also hope so. And I hope that Auburn does get the win against Texas A&M because college game day is coming, I bet. I bet that is the game they come to Auburn. I can see it. If that actually, you know, kind of falls the way it should. Let's look at LSU, also a tough team in the SEC. Most people expect them maybe to be the representative from the West. Back in Baton Rouge for the first time since the streak was ended. We do have Brian Harson to thank for that, so let's not, you know, let's give the credit <laughs> where credit is due. We have and him Bo to Nicks. thank. And, well, yes, and uh, Bo, magician Nick's like just pulling stuff out of his rear end and somehow making magic down there with what he was having to work with. LSU, Baton Rouge, I don't feel like uh, – tell me, uh, what you think? Yeah, yeah, another I'm, – I'm picking Auburn to lose their third straight game here. I, I think LSU is a, is the, the sexy pick to win the West. I have them winning the West. I think that they are a team that is is built 
and is Brian Kelly has figured it out down there right now for what to do, even though he doesn't know how to speak with a Southern accent. I think LSU <laughs> gets back into winning and down in Baton Rouge uh, for a second straight time. Uh, so I hate it, and I really wish that we could beat the Corn Dogs, but I think Auburn's going to be three and three come October fourteenth. It is truly a gauntlet, and I think you could throw this last game into it. Yes, to be honest, even you know though it's at home, and folks, keep in mind this is the last time Ole Miss will be an SEC West opponent at Auburn, and period, you know, for every yeah. single year. So it's a special game too. Um, Ole Miss in town. What do you think about this one? Is this where they turn the losing streak around in your mind? Yeah, I, it is. Yeah, Kyle, three and three. There's going to be some a lot of unhappy people with winning three, then losing three. If, if this is the way it works out, um, but I mean, my goodness, with Ole Miss coming in town after all that's happened in the last calendar year, nuts. Uh, and I can't even think I, of what you might be talking about. I don't know what's been going on with Ole Miss. <laughs> not like we pay them any attention at all. I think Jordan Hare Magic wins this one. Auburn is not going to lose to Ole Miss this year. I can't wait for that to be clipped and that bit sent everywhere the week of. Um, I've got Auburn winning that game. I think it's going to be absolutely rocking. Uh, I, I liken it back to that, that 2021 year when uh, Ole Miss came into town. It looked like Auburn was absolutely about to take off um, with Matt Corral, beating Matt Corral and Ole Miss and Bo Nix having a good game. Uh, I'm excited for that one, but I think Auburn gets back to their winning ways against Ole Miss. All right. Well, we got through the gauntlet. Here's what I'd like to do for these next four games, because let's be fair, compared to the last four, it should be a lot easier. I'll, let me lay out the schedule, and then I want you to talk through it before we get to the big one at the end, and we'll discuss that yep. by itself. But at home versus Mississippi State, at Vanderbilt, if they have a stadium, at Arkansas, <laughs> and then back home for New Mexico State. So walk me through those four games, your mind on what potentially happens with those four games. Yeah. I, the good news is, Kyle, I've got each of those as a win. I think Auburn is on a win streak after all those. They are moving. Uh, I don't see Auburn losing to Mississippi State for the third straight year in a row. I don't see them losing <sighs> did to you, Mississippi Did you State. really have to say that? Look, like it, it, <sighs> it speaks of the magnitude, Kyle, of, yeah. of what has happened. I don't think they're going to lose three straight state. I don't think they're going to lose two straight at home to state. Um, Auburn wins that game. That's also when you think about state has had a rough year in the last year. That It's going to be a, a challenging year for them. Maybe not on the field. It, it could be, but in terms of what all they have to get through this year, uh, at Vanderbilt, I think Auburn wins that game. Uh, I don't think Vanderbilt is going to be the worst team in the league this year, but I think Vanderbilt is improved, but just not quite enough. I mean, they don't have an end zone right now. So I'm going to pick Auburn to beat Vanderbilt. They don't have, did you see the scoreboard, Kyle? Did you see the interim scoreboard? Yeah, I did. Uh, I just, That's pretty my bad. Nashville people, I'm like, what are you doing? Okay. And then Auburn goes up to Fayetteville. That is the another one I have as a toss up, but I feel good about Auburn winning that game. Right. I just get to the point where I'm like, okay, first-year coaching staff, a lot of new faces on this team. Is there one they're going to drop they shouldn't? And I think that that might be one. Arkansas, I don't see them being special or being down in the dumps, but I think they'll be about that middle of the road. On the road, I worry about them, but I think they're going to pull it out. They'll be fine. New Mexico State, my boys are going to go their first game ever. We're going to win that game. 
So I have four straight wins right there through Mississippi State and New Mexico State. I think Auburn is on a five-game win streak going into the Iron Bowl. And, and that's the the key right there. That Arkansas game is really maybe a season-defining game in terms of where this thing's going to kind of go because depending on what your prediction is, you, the listener and viewer, that could be as a, an away game, kind of just dictate where you're going to go bowl-wise, the momentum you have going into the Iron Bowl. All, it's a very important game, and obviously New Mexico State's in between all that, but it's New Mexico State. Finally, <laughs> it brings Ooh. us to the Alabama Crimson Tide coming home. I would say home. <laughs> uh, they're coming home because daddy's home in oh uh, Jordan-Hare, uh, where they will be having to sit through celebrations of the 10-year anniversary of the Kick 6 and all the gloriousness that that will be. Tell me. I know there's some excitement around this game always with this special year. What are you thinking? Yeah. At this point, Kyle, with my predictions, Auburn is eight and three. Alabama, I believe, will be maybe slightly better, maybe about the same. I I just don't think that this team, they have a lot of questions at that quarterback position. They're loaded everywhere else per usual. I think that this team is not going to be the elite Alabama team of a couple few years in the past. So it's a toss up. It always is. I don't really care what the records are. It's ne- it is game on no matter what happens. I have Auburn winning the Iron Bowl this year. I think Hugh Freeze gets Auburn to win in the Iron Bowl in his first year. Jordan Hare Stadium will be rocking. I think that might be the game college game day comes to town. Ooh. It'll be a crisp November 25th. It'll be perfect. It'll be the best uniform matchup there is in football. I have Auburn finishing the year on a six-game win streak, nine and three. We're going bowling somewhere in Florida, and we're we're happy. We're it's a freeze warning all year long. You you literally just took my last question there and ran with that. This is why I love having you as a co-host because you know where <laughs> I'm going with this. All right, so let me let me say this again. Your final prediction: nine and three for the bowl game. That is that what it was? Nine and three headed to a bowl game. First three wins, second three losses, six wins in the year. That's where I'm at, Kyle. I think the ceiling's nine and three, the floor six and six. Interesting. Very, very interesting. I think there are a lot of ways you could go with this year. None of them probably would be wrong because it's just going to be that kind of year. Um, obviously, I've got more opinions and stuff that I'll be sharing on some other content here on E2C Network, but we wanted to get Austin on the record nine and three. So in about three, four months, when we're done with this thing, you guys can point back and say, wow, Austin, right. in, in a good way or a bad way so <laughs> we'll find out soon enough and uh plenty of discussion for that coming up here on the next couple episodes another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 7 in our mobile banking app Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're going to discuss the big announcement from this weekend. Uh, well, week, I guess I should say. It was discussed a lot of all the new enhancements, additions. And we're not going to get to all of them, Austin. Let's be honest, because there's no like 20 of them. I think this list is yeah. Um, things that are coming for Auburn football fans this season to Jordan Hare and surrounding game day. Basically, 
using not just the Hugh Freeze era and a new season in general to get everybody excited, but put new things around in for the fans. All this stuff is just, I was really surprised when they announced this list, how much they actually are doing. I know everybody is screaming right now. Well, where are they going to get to the end zone? And they've acknowledged that's coming. It takes yes. a little bit of time folks, but um, let me, I guess it's a long list, but let me just put the list out there and then I want to open it up to you, Austin. Um, some things that we're going to probably hit stadium capacity, increase new concession experiences. A lot of those are going to be grab and go uh, mobile ordering type of situations. Uh, stadium Wi-Fi upgraded and expanded, closed captioning for the video boards. West side seating bowl is done with its refurbishment. Uh, new play clocks. That's been a big thing. And the lower bowl team tunnel and field entrance enhanced new lighting effects. DJ booth in the student section, special needs assistance station uh, has been introduced. Uh, carrier cooling stations added in the concourse. It sounds like new touchdown effects, a VIP program introduced new flagship radio station for the Auburn experience. Uh, well, I guess not our show, but just the radio experience, <laughs> new athletics app, and then field level premium experiences alongside the now partnership with SeatGeek. Whew, 20 additions there. Give me something you want to start off by talking about. First off, Kyle, I think is the very first thing you mentioned, stadium capacity increase. Not because I'm like, oh, good, we need to add seats. Not because I think that, oh, the premium level seats on the field are amazing. They're okay. Kyle, I have learned that former seating capacity number like it was my home phone number since I was four years old. I don't know how in the world I'm going to ever remember this new one. I mean, it has been burned into my brain since I was a little one. And we're, now it's some random group of numbers. I 88043, I, I don't know how I'm going to remember that. <laughs> First world problems, right? Listen. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, here's the cooler thing about that though. Yeah. It's kind of a technicality thing about how we're increasing the, the stadium capacity with this new seating enhanced premium seating and some probably rearranging of some certain sure. things, but I don't have the exact figures in front of me. Someone did give them to me earlier in the week, but it's, it's been a week, as you can imagine. We now are like just a few hundred, I believe under Florida has been Ben Hill Griffin stadium. And then a few thousand now underneath Sanford Stadium, Georgia's, uh, you know, stadium. So we have inched ever closer to overtaking two of our historically biggest rivals in stadium capacity. That's that's pretty cool. So you it, know, with an enhancement, that's coming. It is. If I could, Kyle, real quickly, what would be your like dream scenario of seats? Because I don't want to be one hundred and twenty thousand deep. But what would be your like? What's the number you're like? If we get there, I'm good with capping it right there. Uh, so you don't want 120, is what you're saying? Thousand? No, I do okay. not. I want. I think if we could get about as close to a thousand, maybe a touch over it, just to because it's cool to say that you're over what? The, uh, over a hundred thousand. I'm sorry uh, oh, I to see. clarify. Like that's just a cool club to be a part of. But I'm fine if we don't get over that mark, because I know that I, I don't know the logistics of adding the end zone, how much that's going to physically add to the stadium. I think they could do some more rigging to move some things around just as they have with the ex extra seating experiences that they've thrown out there. So I think a hundred thousand would be ideal. I think it's obviously that end zone, which um, changes the game and maybe even connecting 
mm-hmm. be nice. Maybe a little bit of a horseshoe effect. I don't think it'll work exactly that way, but it'd be cool. Um, but yeah, for now, the Fair new. Enough. Cap- I just was curious. Yeah, the new capacity is uh, here to stay for now, and only will be getting bigger and better in the coming years. Let me throw one out here for you that I think is going to be very, very good for Auburn fans. These first few games is these cooling stations that they're saying they're having in oh, uh, new dedicated cooling tents featuring the care H, uh, H HVAC units uh, added around the Jordan here concourse to service fans. If you need a place to cool down, they had done a great job of giving the big old water jugs that you can go fill yep. up and allowing people to bring in a water bottle, all that stuff. But folks, I, I don't know if you've heard, it's kind of hot. That's that's going to be a huge, small thing that I think is, most fans are going to be lining up, maybe, especially that first game or two to, to get in line for. Look, look, there's a freeze warning going around, but, I mean, it's not going to keep the heat advisory away. So it's a nice thing to have. I hope that we keep it. As Sometimes we might need that till late October. So it's an excellent addition. I think many will be – when we look at this list after the season, we'll be like, yeah, we needed that one the most. If they don't use some type of marketing with Freeze for those stations, they've failed. Come on. Come like, on. I'm just – it's got to happen. It has yeah. to happen. We could reach a point where we overuse this a little bit, but hey – well, let's let's milk it for all it's worth right now. What's something else that stuck out to you from these enhancements that you want to talk about? I, the most obvious one is what a bunch of people started talking about as soon as it came out. They're putting Ben Brood, the DJ, right in the smack dab middle of the student section. Kyle, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna go two ways with this. The first <laughs> way I'm gonna go is that's super cool. He's always been in this. He's been in the stadium the last several years. Like if right. you didn't know that, he's been there manning the music and i think they had him up higher whatever like this isn't just we're putting a dj in the stadium so it'll be cool it'll be a really cool atmosphere to be in the student section it's already an incredible place to be for it to be there as well for him to be there as well will be something really awesome now i'm gonna go to the crotchy old man segment the last few years i've been a little disappointed and i don't know whose call this is i don't know you know, there's been a lot of administrative change, a lot of coaching change. The last few years, we've been playing a lot of music, even sometimes over the Auburn University marching band. Yes. I have a problem with that. It's fair. The band, when they get rolling and when everybody's in tune with them, it's just as good as having swag surf blaring. It's just as good as playing all the above before the fourth quarter. So I want us to make sure that we look the band person. I love marching bands. I think it's a unique part of college football, but I just want to make sure that we're still encouraging the band to be an integral part of football, Auburn football game day. And that we're not just blaring our speakers as loud as we possibly can, because the Auburn university marching band is the best one there is. So that's, I'm not, I, I felt like I was tame there. And you, I'm just you saying. Ben Brood's going to be a lot closer to the band, so I hope that maybe that encourages them to be like, okay, I'm going to give them their time. I'm going to make sure that we we integrate this well together because I think that's possible. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's not my thing, right, having the DJ be more prominent and stuff like that. But, again, as you've addressed, we're becoming crotchety old men literally by the second you're watching it happen live if you're watching the show live. I 
I also see the value in having it and how much it's enhanced. Sure. I think there's a fine balance there of honoring what people are really mostly there to see the band and the, we're all there for the football game, but you know, people want to see the band. People want to see Avi. They want to do the cheers with Mike, man, you know, like all those things have to be center and forefront, but I think it's fine if you find a way to kind of mingle all that together and make it, make it work. Obviously this, there's a decision for the uh, reason this decision was made. And I have a feeling it's probably for further decisions down the road. I don't know if you kind of, catching what i'm going there just changes mm-hmm. and enhancements that may be coming uh down the line a couple of things that i'll bring up here that I'm, I'm curious about the new tunnel and field entrance enhancement it talks a lot about lighting uh I, i'm guessing there's maybe pyrotechnics and stuff that's probably going to be involved in that alongside that enhanced lighting the lighting was pretty good last year with the light show at night and stuff yep. what can they do better austin like i mean I, it, it, you know it was pretty good. We're going to have to see and find out. I think we've talked a lot about Rhett Hobart on here. We've talked about when yep. he was hired by John Cohen. We talked about the amazing job he did during what with Plainson Park during the regional. Uh, I think he's behind a lot of these moves, and I oh, think yeah. that that's a good thing. I think that you've looked at his past and his former things he's brought to Mississippi State. Those grab-and-go concessions were a big one. That was at Plainson Park. I think that he is well versed and well um what's the word i'm looking for well uh experience asked experience there you go well experienced with with these kind of moves um so i think this will be good i like the enhancements if you saw the quirky fun video that of the players getting the stadium ready for game day it kind of looked like that was part of it there might be some some signage right there where they run out so that's already an amazing feeling. Look, we all remember your boy Cadillac running out and saying, let's play ball to the to the smoke in the pyro. So if it's anything like that, I'm ready for it. Yeah, I, I know it's going to be great. I'm just more curious and, and intrigued. Curious. Because here's the thing is even that entrance part, we're not going to get the full effect until a night game. And so True. that's going to be, you know, at minimum three games into the season. So – and it, it may be, I, I can't remember when Sanford is. Have they announced when Sanford is? It is. Yeah, it's, it's like 6.30. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we're going to get to see that in the third game. And so we'll have to wait a little bit longer to assess all that. So that may be a topic we hit about that, kind of reviewing or assessing what we saw there. Listen, there's plenty of other things that we could talk about. The West Bowl finally re- finishing in refurbishment. You know, the new app. But we just don't have time to get into all those things. What I like and what I see here as an investment in not just the future, but now into building this Auburn experience inside Jordan here, Stadium into being one of a kind, like better than it already could be because even Penn state fans told you last year, this place is incredible. Yeah. It is as, as they're beating our brains out, you know, by 30. So like, (laughs) I I, look, I mean, if you can recognize it special, even during that, then I commend you. So I think you're right. And we touched on it briefly. This week, athletic director John Cohen was asked, what else are we doing? Are we going to – are we finally, you know, adding seats, upgrading? And he said, look, it's no secret, the the end zone with the old scoreboard. All right, we know. We know that's an issue. We're looking into it. So there's a forward-thinking mindset with this staff and administration that uh, you have to be really excited about. So um, this is just the beginning, I think. It may be an old scoreboard, 
but it's not as bad as that Vanderbilt scoreboard. So there's no always shot. That. no shot. <laughs> there's always that. <laughs> Plenty to look forward to this season and just games, but of course, in the new enhancements and stuff that we're excited to experience for the very first time this season in Jordan here. That's going to do it for this show tonight. Thank you guys for tuning in to episode 49. As always, we enjoy being with you, whether you're watching live or listening or watching on the replay. If you want to find me, you can do so on X at Kyle Loomis 24 and follow E2C Network anywhere and everywhere. Where can they find you, Austin? I'll never get over how dumb that sounds. Austin G. (laughs) Scott is where you can find me on X and uh, Instagram, whatever else. So, uh, looking forward to, to chopping it up. Hey, Auburn Twitter is about to be uh, Auburn X is about to be back in full effect with the game day. So I can't wait. It's here, everybody. We made it. We made it. And let me get out of here before he goes full crush to the old man to end this show. <laughs> Episode 49 of the books. Till we talk to you again. Where are you going? Yeah.